Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. A few years ago, Marie Kondo became this huge sensation tidying up homes and teaching you how to fold your socks. And so she has this really cool method for decluttering the things that you've accumulated in your life. First of all, she asks you to gather everything together that's like. So all shirts, put them in a big pile. Take them off the hangers, pull them out of drawers, pull them out of the laundry. The rule is if you find a shirt later on, it automatically goes in the trash. So get every single shirt you own and put it in a pile. And then you pick up each shirt and you hold it. And you just pause for a minute and you ask yourself, does this spark joy? I love this process. It doesn't say, was this expensive? Was this a good deal? Does this fit you? It says, does it spark joy? If you love that, that item and it sparks joy and you enjoy wearing it, then it's like, yes, it gets to stay. Everything else goes. But here's the interesting thing. You don't just toss the other things aside and throw them in a big trash heap. You take each one and you thank it for its service. You thank it for teaching you that you don't look good in yellow. You thank it for the thrill it gave you when you got it on sale. You thank it for reminding you never to buy anything that needs dry cleaning. And so it honors the moment that it came into your life and it honors the place that it played in your life and that it also honors your new needs of not wanting it here anymore. I love, love, love the process. Here's the cool thing is just like we can declutter our shirts and our shoes, we can declutter our lives. We're talking right now about Christmas or holiday traditions and preparations. I know it can be a really busy time of year and that's fun. Family come into town. We've got a lot of things going on. There's a lot of traditions that are great because those traditions remind us and connect us to the past. But some of the traditions are simply time consuming and busy and don't connect us to anything. And so I'm going to recommend Marie Kondoing your Christmas preparations, your Christmas traditions. So in order to do this, first we got to get the whole pile in one place. So we need to make a really, really big list. What is it that you do at Christmas time? What do you do for preparations? What do you do the day of, the day after? What do you do the week before? What do you do when people come into town? Who do you call? What do you cook? Every preparation that you can think of, write it down. And it's not just like Christmas gifts, like Christmas gifts for this person, Christmas gifts for that person, wrapping the present, figuring out what to buy, all the different kinds of things that you do, put them all down there so that you can see them all in one place, all in one big heap. And then we're going to take each one, one at a time, and we're going to hold it just for a moment so we can feel its vibe. And we're going to ask ourselves, does this spark joy? Now, there's a couple things that are going to happen when you do this. First of all, it might not spark joy for you, but it might spark joy for someone else. Or the opposite is often, often true, where you think it sparks joy for someone in your family, but it actually doesn't. They actually don't care. I remember for several years in a row, we would get, oh, what is the kind of candy? It was this cool kind of candy. It's got toffee and then it's got chocolate around it with the little nuts on it. And it's these little squares, like little toffees. And so we would get these toffees 
Oh yeah, almond roca. That's what they're called. Okay, so we would get these almond roca toffees. We would get a can of them. We'd wrap them all up and we would send them. This was before Amazon delivered everything in our lives. We would send them to my husband's mom because she loved almond roca. It was awesome. It wasn't until probably six or seven years after doing this that we got to her house and I found out she can't stand almond roca. They're too chewy for her teeth. She doesn't like them. I don't know where I ever got that idea, but that's the thing that I would send her every year thinking I was being so helpful. And it's okay. Other people ate it. She appreciated the thought, but we don't always know what someone else is thinking. We can't read their minds. So one of the things we can do when we've got this big list in front of us is we can actually put it up on the fridge and we can put people's names off to the side of it and say, okay, scale of one to 10, how much do you love this tradition? How much do you love going caroling? How much do you love making our homemade chocolate covered pretzels? How much do you love um, the way the presents all match? How much do you love wrapping the tree and, and not wrapping the tree, but designing the tree? You know what I'm saying? Putting the tree up and decorating the tree. How much do you love putting up lights outside and coming home and seeing Christmas lights on all the time? How much do you love Christmas music and that little talent show that we do? So whatever little things are that you do, write them down and ask people, what do you love? And it gives you a little window into their minds of what sparks joy for them. And there's a lot of things that are going to be on that list that don't spark joy for really anybody. And it's okay to let those go. Thanking them for their service. In that moment when you actually pause to thank this thing for its service that you're going to let go of now, I think it's interesting, whether you let go of it or not, to actually think about how did this tradition come into my life? I have some traditions that came in because I was sitting in a doctor's office and saw a magazine article and was like, Ooh, that's cool. And so I was like, all right, that that's cool. That's an interesting way. If you like it, that's fine. Keep that tradition. But sometimes traditions come from families and the meaning gets lost as you move over the generations. So here's an example. When my mom was really little, she lived in this little tiny town with a bunch of siblings. She had eight in her, eight kids in her family all together. And um, they didn't have a lot of money. And so there were years under the tree where she had nothing. She just didn't get Christmas presents. And so sometimes she would actually go and wrap up a present and stick it under there. So it felt like she got something, even though it was just a toy that she already had. And so when we were growing up, my sister and I, My mom bought presents galore. She never wanted to have that happen where there was nothing under the tree for us. And so we got boatloads of presents. Now, they weren't like super expensive presents. It wasn't like we had a list and she asked us for what we wanted and we got super spoiled or selfish or anything. There was just a lot of presents. Some of it was school clothes that we would shop for in the fall and then she would hold some back and give them to us for Christmas. Sometimes it was something she found on sale someplace. And so it was just a lot of fun presents to open. We really loved it and enjoyed it. So fast forward another generation later, when it was time to go Christmas shopping, I just got a lot of stuff for our kids because that's what I was used to. That's what we did. However, I didn't need to like create this, this moment where there was tons of presents. It was just what I was used to because that's what my mom had created for me. And so our kids had a lot of presents growing up as they got all older. Sometimes they would be like, Oh yeah, I want this. I want that. And we started spending more and more money on Christmas and saving money all through the year so that we could have enough money to spend and do all these things that we wanted on Christmas. And pretty soon, to be honest, our 
Christmas has just got pretty extravagant. There was just way too much going on. And so as I think about this tradition of having lots of presents for each person, I also remember a moment when I was, I think, a college student and I had come home for Christmas and there were still, you know, a bunch of things under the tree and I opened my presents and there was a sweater and some other little things. And I just remember going, oh, is that it? Not, not like super spoiled. I sound so spoiled when I say this, but it was sort of like, oh, I'm not a kid anymore. Opening all these presents is just like, oh, that was nice. I got a cool sweater. Thanks, mom. Appreciate that. And so I remember, oh, my childhood is over. I just remember that moment. And I haven't ever wanted to have my adult kids' childhoods be over when it's Christmas time. I realize that I'm hanging on to this old tradition of giving a lot of presents instead of holding that idea and asking myself, does this spark joy? Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't spark joy because it takes too much time for me to think about it and to wrap them and to prepare them all. It takes too much time to open them up even in the morning. There's this little moment that I have where I think what's going to happen is that someone's going to open up this nice little tiny gift that I got for them that was thoughtful, that has a story behind it, that has an inside joke that we can laugh about. And that's what I imagine happening in this little intimate moment with me and with one of my adult kids. But what really happens is there's a lot going on, a lot of people opening presents, and I never even see that they opened it, and it totally gets forgotten. And so when I think about these traditions and how they happen, I can, I can hold it in my hand and say, what sparks joy? What sparks joy is doing it individually. During COVID, we did open presents together with each family over Zoom, and it was so fun to be able to tell those stories and laugh about the inside jokes. Now that I've got a big crew coming again for this Christmas, I'm starting to think, hmm, how can I let go of some of these traditions that take up my time, that feel stressful, not because I don't want Christmas to be fun and to have this wonderful giving spirit, but also because it doesn't serve the purpose that I thought it was serving. I have this story in my mind of what it means but that's not what it really means to other people. And so it can be really useful to take that big old list, to ask yourself for you what sparks joy, and then to ask the other people in your family what sparks joy for them. And when they're old enough, to be able to say, great, you're in charge of this part, or you get to help with this part because this is a team effort to put together all of these holiday traditions that we want to do in our family. So decluttering our Christmas expectations, our Christmas preparations, and our Christmas traditions or holiday, whatever your holiday is, there's always a holiday that's a, you know, where lots of people gather and, and where things um, are traditionally happening and there's a lot of expectations around there. So decluttering that can be so helpful for our lives and free up some time so that we can actually spend time with the people that are coming. But a second thing happens when we declutter those expectations. It's not just that we stop doing them. It's not just that we move them aside and, you know, abandon them and don't do them anymore. We take a moment and we honor how they came into our lives, why they came into our lives, and we acknowledge that our lives are different now, that our lives don't need lots and lots of presents underneath the tree for kids. Our lives need another way for our adult kids and for our grandkids to connect. 
So as you're going through this process of kind of decluttering your Christmas expectations and preparations, way to think about the stories that you're telling yourself. Here's one more example. When I was a kid, we would have, like I said, a whole bunch of Christmas presents. It was fun. It was lovely. And, and we would open our presents and we would have a little box of C's candy that everyone would share. And then mom would make a breakfast and we would all eat breakfast. It was just this lovely morning. And then sometime late morning or early afternoon, we would all remember that there were stockings. Oh, the stockings. And when we would go open the stockings, there was also a couple of really cool presents in there along with just some little treats and things. And so I remember the stop stocking being like kind of this highlight moment of my Christmas because it was later, because it was kind of forgotten, but there was still something else to open and there were little tiny wrapped gifts in there. And so I wanted again to recreate that for my family. But what I've noticed is that even though we kind of wait till the end to do it, None of them have that same experience that I had. When I've asked them about it, they're just like, oh yeah, it's a stocking. They don't have that same magic of like opening this stocking later that was important to me. So even though I'm trying to recreate something that happened to me, it's not recreatable. It's not something that translates. So as you're looking at your list of preparations, what things spark joy for you? What things have a story behind them that you want to honor that story without necessarily continuing that preparation or tradition? A better Christmas and a better holiday season doesn't always equate to more. Sometimes it equates to less. And not less where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just not going to do as much and you feel bad about it. Less as in this doesn't spark joy for me anymore and I'm grateful for this old tradition and how it and why it came into my life and the story that it brought with it. And now that I've thanked it for its service, I can let it go. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.